You may please have your seat. You must have noticed that most of our volunteers, or what we call workers, are done in, I'm a worker too anyway, I'm doing my own work. Uh, we are all saved to serve, okay? Uh, serving is living. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Um, you must enlist in service. Don't be a chair warmer in the church. Uh, in those days, we call it bench warmer. Find a place to add value. Everyone has a part to play. There must be, you know, something you can do. We serve God with our time. We serve God with our energy. We serve him with our gifts, our passion, what we, what we are gifted in. Talking about serving God with our time, Ephesians 5, you, you got to rescue your time so you can serve God effectively. Nobody really has time, but you make it happen. When you see people serving in church, when I see most of our pastors, especially those that are not in full time, they come in here weekends, doing a lot of work. They have many other things they could have been doing. But you, have to ha you, you must choose for yourself what's your priority in life. There are things that only God can give to you. Then why not give God your time? Ephesians 5 verse 14 you know, in Yoruba land, they say the, 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 the house of the person you love that is not far. There's some people that are close to you, you won't visit them. But the one you really love, you will go far to visit them because you love them. So nobody has any excuse, I don't have time. You create time, you rescue time. Therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How do you work as a wise person? By redeeming the time because the days are what? Yeah. If you don't rescue your time, Satan will take it over. If you don't make time for what will add value to your destiny, Satan will give you many things to do. Many have wrecked their health with smoking, with alcohol, because that's what they give their time to. Time is a convertible resource. What we call BSC is five years converted, isn't it? You pick five years. You, you could have been in town playing, isn't it? Doing welding or any other thing. But you just separated yourself for four years or five years, invested that time in a particular discipline, and after four years or five years, it's a graduate of accounting. Time is a convertible resource. So whatever you have in your life now is a function of how you are spending your time. If you have bad friends, that's how you have been converting your time. So when it comes to kingdom service, we need to rescue time. I said humorously in the other service, I, I, I mean, I support Barcelona uh, uh, Football Club generally. I like the philosophy of football. I like the humility that they espouse and several things. Now, on Saturdays, uh, most of our leaders, we pray for Sunday morning service like this. We, we, we try to pray so that things can go excellently. And most of the time, it's between 9 and 10 or 8.30 and 10. And then most of the time, the match is fixed for 8.45 on Saturday. And then, of course, almost every match is crucial. They make it look to you like that. Every match is crucial. This one, they must win. This match is a must win. And then you don't have a choice. Am I going to sit down and be watching a football match when I should be praying? You should outgrow that. That's how you convert time. He said, redeeming the time. So, okay, this first half, that is 45 minutes, or this match that is 90 minutes, I redeem one hour from it, you understand, to pray. 
So there's no part of the church you're going to walk in that will not take your time. All the excuse of I don't have time, I don't have time, does not hold waters. You need to create time. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. To pray in the prayer team, you need time. To be an usher, the praise gang, they do a lot of rehearsals. To sing well. Some people just, they just come up stage and then start singing. Uh, we praise the Lord. If you know the kind of hours that go into that. Tuesday evenings, Saturdays, sometimes they do vigils. It takes time to serve God effectively. And most of the young ladies there could have been doing any other thing. But God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So today, we are encouraging those who are serving already to keep doing it excellently. And those who are not yet serving in any way to enlist in service. Glory to God. Come on, say, I will serve God with my time. You know, Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. They were Haggai, Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. Every generation will always say things like, I don't have the time. I want to, but I don't have time. But when God responds, it can be very painful. Because God gave us the time in the first place. Haggai 1 verse 2, please. He said, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, the time has not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Anytime, you know, people have, they have to do things for God, the devil will always give you excuses. It's not time for me to do it. I will do it later. So they were saying it then. There is not yet time. Look at verse 3. Verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came by Hagar the prophet saying, verse 4, Is it now time for you yourself to dwell in your own paneled houses? And this temple lie in ruins. You know, they don't have time for the things of God, but they have a lot of time for their own things. So it's, so it's time for your own. My own, you'll do it later. Okay, let's see who wins. Verse 5. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Check yourself. You now don't do it for God. And all the works you are doing for yourself is not producing any fruit. He said, you have sown much, you bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, you're not filled with drink. You try to clothe yourself, you don't have it. And he will earn wages. And wages to put in the bag of holes. So God was like fighting them. You think it's time for your own thing. You now neglect my own thing. Let's see how far you go with it. It's time to make a decision for service. Glory to God. You know, this story taught me last week. I was in a lucky church preaching. And I said, many years when I was studying the story of uh, Abraham, when God made a demand on Isaac that bring that your begotten son, that your son, bring him to me. And look at Isaac, I mean Abraham. After waiting for 25 years, and God is now asking me to give him Isaac, you have a thousand and one excuses to give God. I don't have time. Lord, see my neighbor now, they have 12 children. Is it not my own one that you now collect? He can run away with the wife. But I came to understand that if you don't give it to him, what if the child dies in your hand? Through sickness, through war. What if anything happens to the child? And I realized from scriptures, anytime God is making a demand on you, and you resist it, you will run into trouble with him. So after the service on Sunday, one of the businessmen now ran to me and said, Pastor, as you were saying that thing, my, I wanted to jump up to come and share a story with the church. I said, what happened? He said, when we were in National Theater, you were talking about a project in church. As you were saying it, the Holy Spirit nudged me to give my car. And I said, never. The thing came, 
I said never. I suffocated the voice. You know that's why you can suffocate the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm trying to say? He starts by saying, ah, can you give your car for the project as a seed? The next thing, can you give your car? No. The next thing, can you? You don't even like to get what they give. He said, after some time, some days after, armed robbers attacked him, took the car from him, and shot him. He now showed me this car. If I had seen that car on his hand, I would have thought he had a court somewhere, maybe in university days. It was a big scar on his hand. He said, that's where the bullet passed. I said, did you, did you recover the car? He said, no, till today. He said, but he remembered when God was asking him. So he was even grateful that the bullet didn't enter his, his chest. That's why it's good to always obey the Holy Spirit. He now shared that story. So in case you are here, God is asking you, give me time. I'm busy. I'm the senior manager. I don't have time. May, may matter not make you have time. May situation of life not be what will force you to serve God. There are some people, they don't want to serve willingly. Until challenges wreck them, that's when they will not have time. If they sack you, go. don't let whatever God has blessed you will be a hindrance to you. Serving God is a sacrifice. Do you think everybody serving here, they are that free? They have things to do. Even this morning, some people have meetings. They just come to church, do their bit, and go for a meeting. But God will reward them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rescue the time. Serve God with your energy. And then serve God with your gift. We are all gifted one way or the other. Some people can sing. Some people can, can um, take care of children. Some people are very gifted with media. I, I love the way God has blessed this church. We are heavily resourced. And I believe that's for every church. Only that some people that should be doing some things are still hiding out. And anytime they hide out, the church feels such deficiency. You serve God with your gift, your talent, that thing you can do very well. Some of you here, you say, ah, I love children. Then help us with the children. I've seen people tell me, Pastor, I, I, I want to work with teenagers. I have that gift. When you talk to them, they listen. You have, God has crafted you in such a way. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 verse 6. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 12 verse 6. Everyone is gifted. Everyone has something to contribute. In fact, without your contribution, we are not complete. Everyone has a gift. You, you can help with the ladies. Some can help with the men. Different areas. Let's see that happen in church this year. We have different what? Gifts. According to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, what do you do? Uh, join the prayer team and prophesy to the church. We cannot prophesy generally, but some people have an extra gift like that. Okay, verse 7. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. Not all our pastors have teaching gifts. That's why not all of the pastors you will see on the altar every time. But there's a part you have to play in the system of the church. Verse 8. If it is to encourage, then give. Do you agree that it's not everyone that has the gift of encouragement? Now, we are all admonished to encourage each other. But there are some people that they don't have that gift. I'm sure you know them. That when anything happens to you, it's what you did wrong that will point to you straight. That I've been telling you to be tightened. I've been telling you, see your life now. See your life now. Don't mind so many. Go. See now. 
No, they're saying the truth, but they don't have the gift. But somebody else will still tell you that thing, but the way we get there will be different. Wow, sorry. Let's pray, let's pray. And then everything will be so sweet. You will now encourage you. It's good for you to be tithing. You know, you know that's different. But somebody else, you just started though. You just started. I'll be telling you something. Don't go here, Abby. It's a gift. It's a gift. Some of us are critical. You don't want to even empathize with anybody. We are still working on you. <laughs> to love people. But some people, no matter what anybody did or does, they will still bring you from the pit somehow. They will even start what you did wrong. Wow, I feel for you. This happened to me too, 10 years ago. And man, it wasn't easy. And you feel different. And they will still correct you. But you even know they are correcting you. And many of us have those kind of gifts. Join the membership team where they visit people, encourage people. There are some people they shouldn't be part of people visiting people. <laughs> when they enter somebody's house now, your house is dirty, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> is that the first thing you will say somebody's house? <laughs> oh, you enter somebody's house and sit down. I'll be shaking your head. <laughs> he says, Ma, what's the problem? Nothing. <laughs> you now start arranging the house for them. Let's get back on the verse. That encouraging thing, we need it so that people don't commit suicide again. Get back on the verse, thank you. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then? Now, every Christian is supposed to be a giver. But there are some that have this gift. I pray that God will baptize you with that gift. Because Africans, we have the gift of receiving. There are some people that is a, they, 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 they can Give Abraham had that kind of gift. Many of you won't give Isaac, but you know what? God will not even ask you <laughs> to help his own mind. Do you know what it is to carry your child in the morning? He didn't tell the wife, it's a gift. Jesus Christ said, Nobody forced me to lay my life down, I lay it down. It's a gift. Ah, to lay his life down. I didn't do the same. It's a gift. The gift of giving. He didn't even tell the wife that I was praying yesterday evening, you know, and as I was praying, I, I, I heard the voice of God say, we should come and sacrifice Isaac. <laughs> and I don't know, what, what do you think? Say that. Some of us, that, that, that's what we'll do first. What do you think? God told you. I said, what do you think? What would she think? The mother, a child that she waited for, for 25 years. What do you think? She'll say, well, if God spoke to you, no problem. No problem. And then the night. <laughs> he, she knows when husband wakes up. You know, wives know their husband very well. He knows that by 4.30 or 5, you wake up to pray. By 2 a.m., Isaac. Isaac. Isaac is like this. Yes, mommy. Are you here? Isaac, your life is going. Come and wake up, my friend. You now ask Isaac three times, do you want to die? Do you want to die? Mommy, why are you talking like that? Do you want to die? Your dad claimed that God says, come and kill you. Do you want to die? No. Carry your bag now. Mommy, can I pick my Gucci shoe? Oh, yeah, well, okay, sir. <laughs> Let's go, my friend. You carry. And you, hey, brother, just wake up. You alone are worthy, Lord. Ah. Far. Far. Now say a note. Dear dad, sacrifice thyself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we have different gifts. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 
and um, verse 14. Normally in a church, we need to have a group of people with such gifts in a particular small group. Some churches do it. They are blessed and have the gift of giving. And we have some people doing it already in church. That when we are doing a project, everybody gives. They do it, but they just do more. And it's easy for them because it's a gift. And God keeps blessing them. It's part of what we are trying to do with the Gideon 300. When they say we need 200 million and the entire church contributes maybe 150 million. And they say, oh, we can do the 50 million in two hours. And then pa, 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 and it's done. That's a gift. You're also adding value to God's kingdom. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14. Um, this has been a very good scripture for us today. He said, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. It's like saying, if I am singing, I'm not, and I'm not um, ushering, I'm not part of the body. Everyone is a part of the body. Whatever you are doing, you are contributing to the system. Is it therefore not of the body? Verse 16. 16. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, that means we cannot all be in the same team. There are different areas. I love when I see the media team on the camera doing their beats. There are some folks on the sound console there. You may not know them. They are doing their own part. We will not all do the same thing. There are some helping with the nursing mothers at the back out there. And there are some outside we see, uh, doing the security work. Glory to God. He said, if the old body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the old were hearing, where would be the? We need every part. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Next. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Verse 20. But how indeed, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. Verse 21. And the eye, please take note of this. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. All our, te our teams in various systems never look at any part of the church and kind of tell them it, with your attitude, like, I don't need you. We are the most important part in the church. Don't think it. Don't behave it. So the choir must respect those putting the sound in shape as part of those helping them fulfill their work. Right? The sound people must also respect them because if you put everything in shape and nobody is singing, you're just wasting your time. The usher must respect the junior church. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 22. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be what? Weaker are necessary. Now, what Paul was trying to say here, if you check other versions, he's saying some part of the body are not visible. It doesn't make them inferior. In fact, they are much more important than the visible part. So I've been admonishing all our teams. Ushers are a bit more visible. They see you. The, the singers will climb stage and be singing. They see you all over the world. They watch us from Italy, U.S. They see your faces. When they meet you at the airport, I know you. You sing in global. You know, everybody sees you. Paul is saying now the parts of the body that are not visible are much more even important than the visible part. And I need to say that to the church because in our age where people like to be seen, 
The social media age is that age where people want to be seen. That's why Instagram is a major thing. You want to post your pictures. Don't relegate show off. Don't, don't, don't reduce kingdom service to show off. Instead of you being in the prayer team, you're not going to join ushers. Why? They must see me. Or they must see me. I did that shush. And your gift is intercession. So Paul, if you read down that portion of scripture, he now said, if you have to choose between your digestive system and your hand, which one will you pick? Answer, people of Jesus now. Are you sure? Because the hand is very visible. It's the hand we put all the rings, the wristwatches, the gold. It's shining. It's visible. But we don't see your intestines, small intestines, uh, large intestines. We don't see them. But they are more delicate and more important than the hand. There are people without hands that are still living well. But let me check anybody without heart and lungs that are still living well. Paul said, if you have to choose between your hair and your heart, Peruvian hair, <laughs> Italian hair. Which one is the most expensive now? Eh? Nigerian hair. <laughs> and, they, I mean, and they say uh, your kidneys have problems, but from what we, God forbid anyway, in Jesus' name, that from what they observed, you might need to scrape your hair for like seven months. And then the thing will heal faster. Will you tell them? Never. You want me to suffer on Instagram? Uh-uh. Scrape my hair for seven months. Doctor, seven. Uh-uh. If it's seven days, maybe seven months. You're saying that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. So you have to scrape his skin. Gori Makpa. Before they even finish talking, he said, is it only the hair? Can I remove the nails too? It will be okay, sir. Because the parts we don't see, but the reason we don't see it is because they don't need to be seen. They are to be protected. I'm saying that because when we say workers in church, we should never be carried away by those who are visible. There are many people serving in this church that you don't know them. You don't see them. But they are doing a whole lot behind the scenes. I respect our prayer teams. We have various groups in the prayer teams. There's a particular group that even prays for the pastor. Ah, I love that group a lot. They fast to, for me. That's why they are hidden. The head of that team, when I have some serious matters, I call her. Madam so-and-so, this is the issue at hand. Break it down. Say, Pastor, we're on it. When they tell you we're on it, may you not be the one they are praying against you. <laughs> ah, man, I've seen miracles in this church. When I tell her this was happening, this was happening, this was happening, Pastor, we're on it. They now call the team. Fasting Monday to Friday. You need that. You need that. You need that. And there are things pray- as we're here now, people are praying for this service. That the service should go well. That you should not sleep. Holy Spirit, let them hear the word. And then you came in and said, hey. You just saw something like this. Hey. You know, I don't know. I just found that I had energy. What about draft when as my because some of you <laughs> sorry. They prayed for you, me. <laughs> So they pray that the anointing will be in the service, that God will help us. Some are helping us with the junior church people. I respect them. Eh? 
class, if you see them, I went there to teach one day. Hmm. I said, good morning, children, good morning. One, one, one boy raised his hand at the back. My daddy has a lion. <laughs> ah, yeah. And the moment one child says, his daddy has a lion, the whole class, they all have a zoo. Another one, eh? my daddy has a lion and a tiger. I say, thank you. And that girl said, my daddy said, we buy ostrich. It went down. They must say their own. I was allowed to speak. To regulate them, you can run mad. It's not your gift. And then you have like 10 of them in somebody's class. So when you go there to pick the children, stop squeezing your face. So please, my child, should come up now, please. I've been waiting here for the tag. Madam, keep quiet, oh. Madam, calm down. It's work. You are here now. They are there. You respect them. They are not perfect. They are volunteers. We don't pay them. Yeah. Some of us, what we won't do outside, we do it in church. Now come there. Please, my child. And the grandma you're speaking is not your own. You're speaking in my, my, my children. Sorry, my child. My, my child. My child. My, my, my child. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's close from Malachi. Somebody say Malachi. I know you don't like Malachi because of tithing. We face that one next Sunday and you must come to church. Amen. We serve God with our resources. That's the syllabus for next Sunday. Let me introduce you to chemistry on time. That's next Sunday. But today, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. About serving God. Malachi 1, 6 to 14. I think we should do ERV straight because of time. I want us to just pray briefly. Check ERV. God was saying that they should serve him with honor. They should serve him with respect. Don't serve God anyhow. He said, the Lord all-powerful said, children honor their fathers, servants honor their masters. I'm your father, so why don't you honor me? I'm your master, so why don't you respect me? You priests don't respect my name. But you say, what have we done that shows we don't respect your name? Okay? You bring unclean bread to my altar. But you ask, what makes that bread unclean? It is unclean because you show no respect for the altar of the Lord. They were doing it like Cain. Anyhow, rotten bread, stale bread. You bring blind animals for what? Can you imagine that? You know, they do sacrifice in those days. Goats, animals. So the one they took to the market and they didn't sell. That has one eye. One eye goat. Now carry it to a torch. Father, I just came to a no. Blind. Even... You bring sick, can you see that? And cripple animals for sacrifices. And that is wrong. Try giving those sick animals as a gift to Amboy or someone. Try it. Will he accept those sick animals? No, he would not accept them. You can serve God in a sickly way. They went to market to sell goats, Aram. You know, have you seen a lame goat before? Out of three, only out of only three, you now bring it to, to, to sacrifice. Blind goat, blind goat, or sick one. The one that when they were selling the market, all the other colleagues were doing meh, meh, that one. Dripping saliva, goat. You now carry that one. Lord, I sacrifice to you. He said, Will he accept those sick animals? No, he would not accept them. This is what the Lord all powerful said. Verse 9. Now, try asking God to be good to you, but he will not listen to you. 
It is all your fault. This is what the Lord All-Powerful said. Verse 10, I wish one of you would even close the temple doors and to stop lightning the useless fires. That is, don't be wasting time saying you are serving God if you won't do it well. I will not accept your gift. This is what the Lord All-Powerful said. Verse 11, people all around the world respect my name. All around the world, they bring good gifts to me and burn incense as a gift to me because my name is important to all of them. This is what the Lord All-Powerful said. Verse 12, but you people show that you don't respect my name. You said that the Lord's altar is unclean and you don't like the food from that altar. Verse 13, you smell the food and refuse to eat it. You say it is bad. Then you bring sick, crippled, and hurt animals to me. You try to give sick animals to me as sacrifices. I will not accept them. This is what the Lord All-Powerful said. Verse 14, some people have good male animals that they could give as sacrifices, but don't. Some people bring good animals and promise to give those healthy animals to me, but then they do what? Secretly exchange those good animals and give me sick animals instead. What will happen to those people? Say, not me in Jesus' name. Now, that line you just read is what happens to some people that play games with God. I'm always weary of people that make too much mouth in church. Some of our teams have noticed them. They will promise everyone and not. When I was asking the meeting, seven, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. No. I'm, I'm committed to this thing. They, will be, they didn't ask them who. They will be talking, talking. They are not that will come last to the meeting. They are the ones that will make excuses. Don't talk. Act. Do. Serve. You promise heaven and earth. I will give my best. I will give anything. He said, bad things will happen to those people. I'm the great king and people all around the world respect me. That, that, this scripture we just read has a lot of meanings. The way you do things for God, is it sickly? You know, the blind, the sick, the crippled looks like the ones I don't need. The ones I, don't, I, cannot, I cannot do, I can do without. And some people serve God like that. I don't have time for the next three months, so I have a window of opportunity in July. I'll be attending the meeting. God is seeing you. May bad things not happen to you. Because God is God. Let's treat him as God. We're not serving Yemi David. We're all serving God together. It has the hand or the eye or all those things makes a lot of meaning. The smell talks about people that can perceive things. The eye, the discipleship, people that are training, different areas. There's a part you are playing. There's a part you are playing. The legs for the walking. The hands for the lifting. The heart for, for the care. The breathing. We all have different parts. Then treat God as a priority and see what happens to your life in 2019. Many people will need to make a lot of changes in the way they do things. They give God leftover. They would have served themselves, served their own interests. When there's not leftover, okay, I will try and make it. And you feel like a star because they don't shout at you in the meeting. They don't correct you. God will correct you in his own way. But I pray you don't see the other side of it in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads to pray. Praise the Lord. Greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Global Impact Church.
Think greatness. Greatness.